Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're excited to welcome you here again to the Sheepdogs podcast. I'm here with the one and only Johnny Giroux. Hey, Johnny, how are hey, you doing today? Good, Father. How are you doing? Great. Great. Yeah, good to see you again. And uh, excited to be back here at the, the mic station with you. And uh, we're actually a little bit remote right now. We're in a, a room in Cincinnati. It's actually my parents. Uh, but yeah, set up studio here uh, to connect with Johnny and just do this podcast. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, uh, really excited for today. The what we're going to be discussing. I think you could say this is might be the one New Year's challenge, uh, the greatest New Year's challenge you can possibly do. Here we go, baby. That here we could go. Be an episode title. I think we had the rosary challenge last year, so here we go. We could add that one on there too. But yeah, this one must be better. So I can't wait to hear Johnny. Well, what do you got? We're gonna find out. We, <laughs> First, yeah. No, that's awesome. I love challenges. Uh, I think especially, yeah, we just got to challenge one another as brothers and sisters in the Lord. Uh, I know it's something I continually need. Um, and it's just, that's where the growth happens. You know, we're together with our brothers or sisters in the Lord, just encouraging, but just challenging. And uh, what a great time of year to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Merry Christmas, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you too. Merry Christmas, Johnny. Yeah, I think that quote, too, is a challenge to us. What was that quote you had from oh, uh, St. Fidelis? St. Fidelis. He, he died for the faith, apparently. Yeah. And he, he's famous for saying, Woe to me if I should prove myself but a half-hearted soldier hmm. to my captain who is thorn-crowned. Wow. <laughs> That's a kick in the butt, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. And... Half-hearted. Yeah. Half-hearted. That's Saint Louis talks about how we're half-hearted creatures. We're just can't imagine a holiday at sea because we're too busy playing with our mud pies. We're mm. just like, <laughs> wow. What does that mean? Can't imagine a holiday at sea. Well, I think the full quote he says like we're so busy fooling around with drinking, sex, and ambition mm-hmm. that we Christ offers us a holiday at sea. Mm. But the image is us. We just have our little mud pies, and we're just like satisfied with these. But we can't even imagine a life with Christ, like full-hearted towards Him. Right. Which is fitting for the heart devotion. Yeah, we don't want to be half-hearted. No half-hearted here. Not on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. All in sheepdogs. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, stout-heartedness today. Yeah. Tell us what are we? Sacred heart, right? Sacred heart devotion. That's right. Uh, Do we we want to start with a prayer? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Let's start. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Jesus, we thank you for uh, being our brother. We thank you for the love of your most sacred heart. May we just encounter that uh, in an erratically new way this season, uh, or this new year, um, to know your grace, to know your love for us, to know what true love really is, uh, and to know your healing in that, that we could just... uh, be penetrated by your love in a very deep way and to be transformed and to know that deeply that we can know our deepest identity as uh, God's beloved sons and daughters and also your brother. Um, so we thank you, Lord, and we commend all this to your most sacred heart in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. So yeah, the sacred heart devotion. Mm. Uh, it comes in many names. But before we even get started talking about the Sacred Heart, I wanted to start with this quote I heard recently from a homily online. St. Gertrude the Great mm-hmm. had a huge devotion to the Sacred Heart, and she was even before Margaret Mary, okay. Alacoque. Like, I think 
hundreds of years before. Okay. But she famously, this priest was saying, said, the first palpitation of the sacred heart of Jesus beats for sinners mm. who, for fear because of their personal sin, stand off at a distance from Christ. Wow. That just blew my mind when I heard it because does that not describe all of us? Mm -hmm. We're all just afraid of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Feel unworthy or broken or yeah, exactly. What comes to mind to me is that Psalm from Song of Songs about the Lord just seeking us out uh, as a lover, you know, mm -hmm. and we're kind of hiding behind uh, the lattice or the, you know, the, the leaves or whatever in the garden. We're kind of like, Ah, don't look at me, you know, I'm, I'm afraid or I'm dirty or yeah, that kind of thing. And then, but this, Jesus just loves us so much. He just wants to see us. He wants us to know his love. He's pursuing us. Hmm. Yeah. And we're afraid of that transformation too, of if I let myself be loved by Christ, what could possibly happen? I Our lives could completely change. Mm -hmm. And... I think we're we're almost afraid of that happiness too. We it's that C.S. Lewis quote. We can't imagine a holiday at sea. What mm. Christ wants to offer us, so we just like, even though we're probably don't want to admit it, but we're kind of miserable, and we know we're like half-hearted. We we don't want to go all in because mm -hmm. we we're kind of okay with our misery. Yeah, yeah. It's I guess it, of course it's scary to change like that, but part of it is. We're afraid to let go of the things that we're so attached to. You know, what would life be like? Because these things have become part of us. You know, <laughs> sometimes in our culture, people say, well, well, that's just me. Or that's how I do things. And you just got to accept me this way or that way or, you know, with my weaknesses or addictions or struggles. But we have to realize that the Lord kind of wants to do heart surgery to us, mm. which Ooh. is not comfortable. <laughs> right? He wants to cut out the cancer wow. of sin. Mm -hmm. and yeah that's not easy wow father can you just real quick explain i mean you had you must have had a heart surgery mm. to go from this layman to now catholic <laughs> priest can yeah. you maybe encourage our listeners who might be willing to start this devotion after the podcast mm. the i know obedience is sometimes hard yeah but following god's voice can you speak to What's it like on the other side? Yeah. Yeah, praise God. Well, thanks for asking. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is encountering the Eucharistic heart of Jesus uh, in the Holy Eucharist. Certainly when I entered seminary, I was still wrestling with the Lord. I didn't want to give up all these things that I thought were going to make me happy. Um, even though the Lord was kind of showing me just through doors closing and other things that weren't really bringing fulfillment. But at the same time, you know, you always kind of deceive yourself i guess or like maybe just the, do the next thing or yeah but i realized looking back especially the first year in seminary of course you do a holy hour every day and you don't really notice it it's kind of like your heart beating every day you don't really notice it just keeps going or god's heart beating for us holding us in existence and so i just sit before the lord in the eucharist and of course you're praying with the guys or you have silent time or praying the rosary but i realized looking back like wow that was a huge reason why I changed because I sat before Jesus each day and just received his love poured out for me. And yeah, at the end of that first year, even my thought was, I'm not, I don't know that I'm ready to become a priest. 
100% in, but I found so much peace that I didn't have in pursuing so many things that I thought were going to make me happy, uh, that I was searching in so many places. So yeah, just sitting before the Lord in the Eucharist, um, just even that first year, uh, really just transformed uh, and helped me to find that peace, which I was looking for and working and dating and all these other things. And certainly many people are called to that. They're beautiful things. But for me, I was kind of running from the Lord. And I guess that's the other thing too, when you're in seminary, people think like, oh, it's seven years, a long time to study. I'm like, well, yeah, study is part of it. But yeah, learning to give the Lord time to cut things out of your heart mm-hmm. and learning to love the law of the Lord, ponder mm-hmm. those things day and night, as it says in scripture, and at least in holy hour and study. <laughs> and uh, really just sit before the Lord to, to let him speak to your heart, which is often in the silence. And then being transformed by that. So wow. I could have probably used another five years, but anyways, <laughs> no, it's, uh, the Lord works. So praise God. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. And what stuck out to me in that story was how you said you just let, you just received mm-hmm. the love of God. I think we think that we need to give and we need to constantly be pouring out and like God wants something from us. Right. Like he just wants to take and he's our enemy and he just wants us to be miserable. And it's actually like the exact opposite. <laughs> like he wants so true everything for us. He wants our ultimate happiness in heaven mm-hmm. and our happiness in this life. And I think we forget that we're supposed to just, a lot of times we're, we need to receive a lot more. Yeah, we need to do less. Mm. Probably what we're doing now. So we have time to receive or yeah, like you're saying, I think there is that great fear. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'll speak for myself. I, I definitely have had that fear a ton my whole life, especially the last few years. But just through my own discernment and just prayer, it's 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 like you just start to, I guess that's one thing my spiritual director said to me recently, like, Christ is not your enemy. Hmm. Like, he doesn't want you to be miserable. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, and I know that sounds so simple, mm-hmm. but why do we act as if he is? Yeah. And why are we constantly afraid of him? Yeah. When we know that, if we if we truly believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of speaking first to hear my own words, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I need to hear this. I understand that, especially too, like I, I mentioned in the prayer at the beginning, Christ our brother, and we might hear that sometimes in prayers, but for me, it's hard to even imagine that. But I think it's good to pray with. I think it's good to sit with. Um, because Jesus does just want to be a friend to us in so many ways mm. and a brother. And often we think like, okay, it's this almighty, powerful God who's a taskmaster or whatever it is. Mm. But like, maybe Jesus, he probably just wants to hang out with you at times and just have you listen to him and <laughs> listen to you. Ooh. And so it's, yeah. Wow. Good okay. Reminder. That's so good because it, it goes into what we're about to talk about the 12 promises of the sacred heart. Oh, yeah. And the 12th promise, I'm just going to, it's my favorite one, so I'm just going to skip to it right now. Uh, Cut to the chase. Yeah, we're just going to, the 12th promise of the sacred heart. I promise thee in the excessive mercy of my heart that my all-powerful love will grant to all those who receive Holy Communion on the first Fridays of nine consecutive months the grace of final penitence. They shall not die in my disgrace nor without receiving their sacraments. My divine heart shall be their safe refuge in their last moment. Praise God. There it is. <laughs> there. I mean, is there anything else we want in life mm. except 
on our deathbed to be welcomed by the heart of Jesus into like it's amazing what else are we doing here people like like what are we living for like and and the the reason that made me think of that you brought up my brother christ my brother i think Mm -hmm. a very vivid imagery of this uh is if anyone has seen lord of the rings this scene where boromir gets shot with three arrows and Mm -hmm. is dying and aragorn this christ-like character is with him when he dies and boromir has this he's awfully passionate and and he sins and he does terrible things but in the last moment he repents and he's struggling with aragorn this whole time kind of like this rivalry but his last words to aragorn are my brother my captain my king wow and that's just like here's this sinner who should have maybe died in a state of sin but he christ i don't know it's just very vivid imagery yeah. for me, like christ giving this moment of last right repentance there yeah. yeah, just the openness. That's so powerful. Yeah, and so can you just explain a little bit more? I know you you mentioned it, but just what are the nine first Fridays of the month? And yeah, can you explain what that entails? Absolutely. So, yeah, thanks for asking. So, where did this even come from? So, yeah. that is, maybe we could start there. The 12 Promises of the Sacred Heart is a devotion that Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary. St. Margaret Mary was a holy nun in the 1670s, and he called her the beloved disciple of the Sacred Heart and the heiress of all its treasures, which is pretty epic to be called that. Uh, but So he wanted to promote devotion in the world to his Sacred Heart, so he appeared to St. Margaret Mary, and the, so he gave her 12 promises if people devote themselves to this. And this is church approved, so we know we can trust in it. And also, one quick note is that like God always keeps His promises. I think we are we're so like we're so forgetful, and we always make promises we can't keep. But Mm -hmm. God is not like that. And so when He promises something, you can bet that He's going to fulfill that, which is also confidence. My confidence in this devotion. but what was was that the question? Where did it come from? Or no, it was good. But oh. yeah, then I was just gonna explain a little bit more. What are the the nine first Fridays? Yeah. So the nine first Fridays. So there's um, many devotions have some sort of um, thing attached to it. Like the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is going to the first Fridays for five consecutive or months. Saturdays. Sorry, Sa- sorry Saturdays. Sorry. Correct. Thanks. And um, but there's also you have to pray the Rosary. You have to meditate for 15 minutes on Mary and her in your life. And I, I think one other thing, uh, but the Sacred Heart devotion is very unique to me because, as far as I've found, there's no other attachment to it. Like you have to be in the state of grace when you receive communion. Mm-hmm those first Friday of nine consecutive months, but there's no like extra prayer you have to pray that day. Okay. It's just very simple. It's it's very doable. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So Yeah, it's so great too. Of course we remember Jesus dying on the cross on Friday. So uh and I love that devotion too of of course the Sacred Heart, but what I was gonna say connected with that is uh Saint Longinus, who's the one who stabbed Jesus uh, in the side, and we'd say pierced his heart, and then the blood and water flowed from his side. And so, great representation, of course. We often think of the waters of baptism and the blood of Jesus uh, saving us from our sins, coming from his sacred heart on Good Friday. And so, on Good Friday, we always traditionally remember 
yeah, uh, the Sacred Heart, but especially on first Fridays of the month, this devotion now, uh, especially, uh, I believe there was a devotion to the Sacred Heart before St. Margaret Mary, but then certainly we learned so much more as Jesus spoke to her and gave her uh, these promises, I believe, and uh, other things he said to her uh, there in the 1600s. Um, definitely. There, there definitely was a strong devotion, and uh, but this kind of, yeah, just lays it out. Yeah, you know? really codified it more, and yeah. It's amazing. It was cool, too. Um, somebody was just telling me recently that, and I don't think this is a huge thing uh, across the, the church in a global way. It's not, at least it's not telegraphed out there as much, but it is uh, the 350th anniversary uh, right now of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, of these apparitions. Mm. And so there are special indulgences if you visit uh, Parlay the Mounial, which is a city in France where Jesus appeared to, to St. Margaret Mary. And um, yeah, so just a holy time. It's a cool, cool thing. So uh, the celebration uh, just started and it will be going all the way till mid-2025. Um, and so anyone who visits or just a great time to, to be renewed in this devotion to the Sacred Heart, mm. which just, yeah, wants us to, to be renewed in what it really means to, to love mm. and uh, healing in so many ways. You know, we think of like heartbreak and different things. I think we often... In the United States, we have the seat of our emotions. In the U.S., mm. we talk about being in the heart or in our culture. Um, and so how many people are so uh, heartbroken or need healing in their lives or hearts or families? And the Sacred Heart is just a great healer, um, I think, in so many ways. Absolutely. And what a great time for it to be the year of the Sacred Heart. I think we're at a time in history where charity in men's hearts has grown very cold. Mm. And St. Maximilian Colby, a patron saint of this podcast, he said the greatest sin of the 20th century was indifference. Mm. And here we have the heart of Jesus just on fire, consuming itself out of love for men. And what is the general response from mankind except indifference? Yeah. Starting with myself, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I'm sure there's many people out there who... Um, maybe it's hard for you to understand um, love. You know, maybe you have a difficult uh, family background or relationship background, or maybe you've been hurt or wounded in some way, or maybe, yeah, your parents, uh, not the ideal situation, whatever it may be. Uh, and of course, you know, we all need healing in some way, but the great thing is that the sacred heart comes to work miracles. Jesus wants us to know his love. He wants us to know his healing in a radical way. Hmm. And we know so many saints great you know similar situations to the ones we're in or maybe the one you're in today and just to know that jesus wants to break through all that and he wants you to know this radical love of what true love is uh i just heard my mother actually just said you know where so many of us are bankrupt in love we're searching all the wrong places or we've never really received it maybe the way we should but that's okay actually that's okay because jesus is so much greater and he wants to bring healing in the midst of that Amen. He absolutely does. And if I could read the, the rest of the 12 promises yeah. of the Sacred Heart, each one of these sort of reveals the heart of Jesus in a different way. Uh, first promise, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. Second promise, I will establish peace in their families. That's a big one. Yeah. I don't know about you. I've, I think everyone has strife in their families. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of a huge promise mm -hmm. right there. Number three, I will comfort them in their trials. Number four, I will be their secure refuge during life and above all in death. 
Number five, I will shed abundant blessings on all their undertakings. Mm. That's pretty cool. Whether yeah. you're a business person, you're in ministry, mm-hmm. if you devote yourself to the heart of Christ, he will abundantly bless all your undertakings. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Number five. Number six, sinners will find in my heart an infinite ocean of mercy. So like what you're talking about, Father, just healing and mercy yeah. and... Yeah, just the overflow. I mean, that's where it all comes from, right? From the sacred heart. So the love of Jesus poured out continually for us, mm. no matter how many times we, we mess up. I heard this quote in a Christmas card the other day. Uh, it was St. Therese. It said, A God who becomes so small, how could he not be all love and mercy? <laughs> Which I thought was really cool. That's great. That's not a promise, but just made me think of that. Yeah. Number seven, lukewarm souls will become fervent. Number eight, fervent souls will rapidly grow in holiness and perfection. Hmm. Number nine, I will bless every place where an image of my heart shall be exposed and honored. Many people have the images in their homes. Yeah, Yeah, I was just thinking of this because uh, a lot of these promises too, you know, of course you try and make the first Fridays when you can, but a lot of it is just, you could find a simple prayer online of just consecrating yourself to the sacred heart of Jesus and then just hanging up an image of the sacred heart in your home and venerating it. And it's as simple as that, you know, honoring our Lord, consecrating yourself or your family to him. And, uh, just having that spirituality growing in that, trying to grow in that. And, uh, the Lord will bless you even in that, you know, in just great ways. So. Absolutely. It's yeah. a great point. I, I, for one, I struggle with, Oh, if I can't do the nine months, like I shouldn't even start it. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, like I before I recently completed it in November, the finally, but for years I was like, I'm gonna start this devotion. I get two months and then forget about it or whatever. And then for whatever reason, God's grace, I was able to complete it this year. And I can personally attest to all these promises are very true and very awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. for that, Johnny. Yeah, praise God. So, uh, two more promises here. Number 10. This one's for you, Father Jacob. All right. I will give to priests the gift of touching the most hardened hearts. Hmm. Praise God, I need more of that. <laughs> That's <laughs> powerful. But no, yeah, wow, that is. Yeah. Number 11, the names of those who promote this devotion will be written in my heart, never to be blotted out. Hmm. So, um, That's great. That's really exciting as well <laughs> yeah no imagine that wow the, your name written on the lord's heart it's just such an individual love too which is great you know that the lord's walking with us you know and I, I go back to that other scripture when it says god carved us in the palm of his hand and so he wants to write his name on our hearts too and um yeah and also for us to flourish in so many ways like the one promise about everything we do will basically uh our, be blessed um and he'll because God wants to help us in everything, you know, not just in one area of our lives, but all areas. So whatever worries you have now, uh, the Lord wants to walk with you in that. Mm-hmm. I think of the verse of Psalm 23, where David says, uh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Yeah. And I think he says, like, my cup overflows, mm-hmm. like, just out of the abundance of love of God. And yeah, it's it's really special, and it's it's like a hidden treasure. I don't know mm-hmm. why it's hidden. It shouldn't be hidden, right? But it seems like we've forgotten about this devotion, and it's 
I mean, such a powerful thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think anyone too who is out there who's suffering at all, uh, just such a great devotion, um, because we realize the Lord poured out Himself a selfless way on the cross, and uh, so He wants to, you know, have that simultaneous His heart beating with ours in the midst of any pain or suffering, uh, and to bring healing, but also to bring, um, yeah, His presence in the midst of that. Not that you're going to have no suffering, but to bring His presence and really renew. Uh, what's going on so you could know his love and persevere. Absolutely. And you'll notice a lot of images of the Sacred Heart. It's There's a thorn, a crown of thorns around the heart, and it's bleeding from where it was a lance, or pierced with a lance. And this this quote, Jesus said to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, describes his heart. It says, Behold the heart which has so loved men that it has spared nothing even to exhausting and consuming itself in order to testify its love. And there's a second part to that, but just first that, who have you seen prove his love more than Jesus in his, laying his life down for us on the cross? Yeah. Yeah, so amazing. So amazing. I mean, even think of, I think of like maybe the person who you love the most or the person that loves you the most. Mm-hmm. And would they would they get scourged and climb an entire mountain and then be nailed to a crucifix and get crowned with thorns just to, just to say basically like, I love you this much. Mm-hmm. This is how much I love you. And let, yet this is what Christ did for us and what he continues to pour out for us every day. Mm-hmm. And he just wants you to know that yeah 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 i know so true and i think you know as much as we talk about it too there's i know there's people out there who um they feel probably that they've only been loved uh in order to have something taken from them you know or like they've only been loved because people uh just for what they could receive you know that kind of thing and people uh could be so hurt in that and so at the same time i think um yeah, I just want you, whoever's listening, just to go to the Sacred Heart right now. Maybe we can just uh, close it out with a little prayer. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, just join me in this, and uh, we'll just all pray together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Jesus, uh, this time, uh, we just present to you uh, our hearts, Lord, wherever they are. And uh, we know that you're so real, Lord, but also just bring to you all those hearts that are broken or wounded or need your healing at this time. And uh, we just pray for your great mercy and love to be poured out upon those uh, who need healing uh, in relationships and things from the past. They can know your great graces and your love in a true way. Pray that yeah, we could all take some quiet time today to, to receive from you, Lord, to know that healing, to know that you are real. And uh, we ask the sacred heart of Jesus to have great mercy on us too, that we may know his love and that things in our lives uh, may flourish especially ask uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary also to uh, ever guide us to the most sacred heart as Mother Mary was next to our Lord on the cross. Um, yeah, so may she help us to remain steadfast in, uh, in seeking out our Lord's sacred heart to know his great love and mercy. And uh, yet, uh, if it be possible for us to make, uh, just get to Mass, receive our Lord on the nine first Fridays. Commend everything to you, Lord Jesus, through 
the Blessed Virgin, whom we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Thanks so much, Johnny. Thanks, Father. Yeah. Sheepdogs out. Sheepdogs out. <laughs>